as we spoke with policymakers, researchers, and politicians to address issues such as mobility, climate change, waste, housing, energy, and urban planning. Every Saturday at 9:30 a.m. on Inspiration FM 92.3. This is Rethinking Lagos on Inspiration 92.3. inspiration the fam is where you're at it is rethinking such as initiative show if i can call it that way i'm not alone in the studio my name is thelma Elams, and i have with me Deji akinkpalu one of the co-founders of the rethinking cities initiative how are you Deji? i'm doing great Uh, today is just a bit um hectic getting down here yes how did you get down here I think I've made it down here. It's getting back. That's the issue. Right now. <laughs> no, for me, getting down here was always more important for me because I wasn't sure that you know you'd make it through. But it's a good thing, you know, um, and that you actually you actually made it down. Okay, so um, we do a lot on this show, even though it seems like yes, it's along particular lines. But we're having a conversation around um, another, yet another interesting um, conversation. Um, around debunking Lagos urban planning. Okay, so today, debunking myths and stereotypes, what we're going to be talking about or looking at. Meanwhile, I'd like to mention what happened last week regarding um, land and investments. How our guest last week, what was his name again, Deji? Mm, okay. Ama. I think his name is Ama. Yes. Okay. Amam Chuku Okafo. Yes, I remember. Yes, how we talked about what land and investments, how land buying of lands is not exactly investment, and people had called in and had said, mm, How can you say that? If you have land, you have everything. I mean, if you have land, you mean you are set for the future. But Amam Chuku seems to think, No, what, what are you doing with the land that you have purchased or that you want to purchase? Because there are other forms, you know, and likely ways, better ways of actually investing. And we hope that you've taken a good look at that today. Today, however, we'll be looking at street trading and hawking being responsible for the crazy menace of traffic that we witness, okay, today in Lagos. And with us, okay, to do justice, one of our researchers, one of our writers, okay, is in the person of Olachimoke Akudi. Am I correct? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think we have Olaji McCon line. Do we do we have her there? Hello. Are you there? Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm fantastic. I have Deji with me also in the studio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Deji, you want to say hi quickly? I do again. <laughs> <laughs> because we spoke this morning. <laughs> All right. So before um, we go ahead with Jumoke, um, let's tell you a little bit about who Jumoke is. Okay. So she's a policy researcher and consultant with expertise in applied ethics, gender equality, and social inclusion monitoring and evaluation public private infrastructure partnership adversary stakeholders management and ontologized sustainability i hope i got that right and she's also a passionate advocate of sustainable development women empowerment good governance and anti-corruption initiative once again you're very welcome to the inspiration fm studios digitally virtually should i say it's good to have you jimoke Thank you for having me. So, for my pleasure. Okay. So, <clears throat> the conversations around um, street trading and hawking being responsible for the menace of traffic that we have in Lagos. You're saying not exactly. So, we'd just really like to tell, start from the beginning, why you decided, you know, to tackle this generally perceived notion. Why? Well, it's because of, um, it's what a pain also, um, in other clients, street mm. trading in itself would not cause traffic. But you have street trading because there is traffic, because there are people that are stuck on the road, and these are people that are available to be, for people to sell things to. So street trading and hawking, they are not responsible for legal traffic problems. Mm. I just necessary to economic activities that um, ensure the proper functioning of society and not, they are not peculiar to urban leaders. It happens in other urban cities where you have people, once you have a group of people in a place for a particular number of times, then it, it just makes sense for other people to come and advertise to them, sell to them. So that's just it. But they do not cause traffic. They are just there because there is traffic. Okay, so let's take a look at a part of your article where you actually attributed policy failures as one of the factors responsible for street trading. How is that? Okay, it's um, it's about the the, the provision of road infrastructure, the road layout, the public transport route. If they are not planned. Or the policies do not make room for for the reality of of, of markets in Lagos, then that is what is going to happen. If the roads are not planned in such a way that they accommodate markets, they accommodate the realities of Lagos or people's everyday life, then you have people carving out uh, a means of meeting their needs of of of, of meeting their uh, needs. And that is what I mean by the policy failure. Mm. Okay, so nations all over that have they have large informal economies. They also have street trading. Mm-hmm. Have been planned. So you have some cities like in South Africa and some other same clients where there has been provision for street trading and they do not cause traffic and they are not seen as as a menace in the society. 
they are not objectified to be attacked, to be to be manhandled, or they are good to be to be um, this um, um, what do I confiscated. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by the policy feeling. Okay. So I'm I'm being told Jumoke that you need to come closer to your phone. You you sound a bit low. Can you do that for us, please? Okay, I'm holding my phone. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's just hope that it gets better. So, yes, I, as much as I, I, I was just, you know, a little distracted in the studio because um, I thought, you know, we had technical hitches, but I'm being told that you actually had to um, Maybe uh, speak, speak, up up. A, speak up a bit. More. Yes, so I, I know I heard you clearly attributing some of these factors to, you know, poor road networks, you know, infrastructures and things like that. But would you not also say that beyond, you know, a 40 or failed government policy, um, street trading and hawking is also premised on survival instinct, you know, on what you refer to or regard to as urban poor. Hence, it is seen, you know, as last resort. So whether or not these infrastructures are actually put in place, you still find people coming out to the streets to say, yes, we have to make um, ends meet. Okay, let me give you a scenario here. Mm-hmm. The social markets that we have. Right. If you cast your mind back to when the social market was the way it was before the reconstruction, mm-hmm. we had less street trading. There was this clear path for people to go into the um, to the stalls and um, do their business. Mm. But when it became reconstructed and it became an a, very expensive place mm. market that is quite expensive that the average market person cannot afford it so, yeah so what happened the people left the building mm-hmm. came to the street that's one of what we're talking about when we talk about policy failures because if you take something from an average Nigerian and you now take it above their means they can afford it they have to leave. Mm. They have to survive. So they couldn't afford the stores, the ultra-modern stores. They came to the road. They have to sell their goods. Okay, so while, while, while I actually absolutely agree with you, sorry, Didi, before you come up, I want you to relate this scenario of Teddy Osho with Lagos Island. So I'll tell you my personal experience. Um, so once upon a time, I, you know, I had to go home and, you know, there was this crazy traffic and I'm one, you know, who subscribes to Google Maps. And then Google Maps had said, oh, for the two minutes traffic, if I go through Akbongbo, if I go through Third Mainland, I have 30 something. And then he says, OK, go through Broad Street, go through this, go to that. Go. So I was, you know, meant literally to go through Lagos Island. Yeah. But you see the navigation that the map actually, you know, subscribed for us to pass was a market. But lo and behold, the traffic was so bad that we motorists did not realize that this supposed marketplace mm. was actually a road. It's recorded on the map that that is a road. And I think that these market people actually knew that it was a road because they started to clear their mm. goods. And it was in that, at that point that we realized that, oh my goodness, this is actually a road pass, you know, to the express yes to somewhere and so at that point you do not know is this a failed government policy at at, at work or is it the people what what do you say okay in that instance that's the market that has rules Mm. on over zillion people 
all resilient people now, huh? <laughs> now, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. It's wrong for them to close the road. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of street trading I'm talking about. Okay. Or the orking I'm talking about. It is wrong for those people to close the road. But it will shock you to know that they have legitimized them. Mm-hmm. It sense that local government collects fees. Tolls, fees. From, from them. From mm. the road. Mm. Do you not get it's wrong for those people to close a normal road? Mm-hmm. They are not supposed to overflow from the market if they have enough spaces. They could go get their own. But by the time they now come to the road, block the road, and they pay taxes, levies, fees mm-hmm. to occupy those places, then we have two people that are wrong, doing the wrong thing at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. So that Le- is not the kind of street trading I'm talking about. Nobody hmm. has, because that is being lawless. Hmm. Okay. You yeah. do not have the right to block the road. Okay, let's invite Lagos. Exactly. Okay. Let's invite Lagos to be a let's from them to legitimize it. Okay, which is absolutely, absolutely wrong. Okay, thank you. We get you. Uh, so before Digi comes up, um, let's invite Lagos to be a part of the show. Um, yes, you can totally join in the conversation. 0700-923-923-923. On WhatsApp, the number is 0817-313-6193. It is Rethinking Cities Initiative. And today's myth that we're trying to debunk as led, <laughs> I might want to say, by Olajimoke Akiode is the fact that a lot of people think, assume, presume that street trading and hawking is actually responsible for the menace of traffic in our Lagos city. And we're saying not exactly, and maybe not a complete no. Okay, thank you. Okay, so in response to your question, she had said something very important. Um, So local government, you legitimize these people, you Mm -hmm. collect taxes from them. Mm -hmm. State government comes with a CBD tax force to come and remove them. Mm. I mean, what? controversy yeah. yes that's that's funny you're collecting money from these people you're also chasing them away mm-hmm. also for the city of lagos uh we have to begin to have a rethink it's not everywhere that should have access to cars mm. there are places that we actually we have to close down mm-hmm. and actually declare them as pedestrian areas no auto auto autobahn mm-hmm. cars cannot access these places all over the world, even in the UK that you claim that you want to copy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have places that you can't take your car to. Mm-hmm. You have to walk. So Lagos is still trying to make everywhere motorable. Like, okay, you have to, you can pass using using your car. No, we have to begin to think of places whereby only walking mm-hmm. and cycling can be done, and people can actually trade in those areas. Mm-hmm. And then also to give you examples of um, the issue of street trading and hawking, um, Jankara Market and Sangros Market are markets that have been destroyed for over eight, close to ten years now. Mm-hmm. The markets have not been um, built back. And the, if you go to Sangros Market as we speak, people are trading on the road. But you refuse to build back the market. Mm-hmm. In eight, ten years, Jankara Market and Co., you understand so when you don't provide infrastructure affordable infrastructure it is this uh, this is the result that you ha- you get I, I personally went there and you see tax force men arresting people in front of sangra's market mm-hmm. and right behind where the street mm-hmm. trading is being done mm-hmm. you have this empty bare land yeah nobody is there there 
nothing has been done. The nothing land is just wasting. Done. So it, it, it's sometimes, a whole lot of times, it's your own urban planning failures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the inability of the government to actually deliver in terms of infrastructure that, that results to some of these things that we are talking about. Okay, I, I'd like to take a line, um, Chimoke, from your article where you said improper road layout and public transport route plans that do not identify socially inclusive needs and interests are also culpable. Well, what is that about? Okay, um, for instance, you, we know that, okay, maybe this route, if you take about 30 minutes, one hour, mm-hmm. before you move from point A to point B. So at the loading bay, in, non, in most um, um, societies, they make provision for like toilets, like um, snacks, shops, cafes. While you're boarding, you can grab something for yourself, you know, before you board. Mm-hmm. Just have something to If these kind of things are provided at those um, bus stops, especially the DRC, the way they have regulated standard. Um, but not nobody because if there is no demand there will be no supply so if all of those things have been purchased at those bus stops before they bought the bus there will be no need to ail a gala boy or pure water person you know to bring such things that's what i'm talking about about being inclusive mm-hmm. and I- also okay. in, in the in the okay in, in the cycling of markets, there needs to be provision. You know, like what he mentioned about the markets that have been closed down now. Mm-hmm. If those markets remain closed, these people have to trade because they have to eat. So you, it's just inevitable for them to have to find other means, even if it means staying on the road to sell their things. Yeah, so so she, she was making an example of uh, when you build a BRT station and mm-hmm. um, you, you make provisions for people to be able to um, buy something, you know, their stores. Mm-hmm. So there's the new BRT station um, very close to the airport. I saw what you have there is one fantastic shop, you know. That's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You build a BRT station, mm-hmm. where, are those, where are the commuters on the BRT bus? Mm-hmm. What is their income? They are not. They are not shoppers. They are not people who want to go to a fantastic shop to go and buy mm-hmm. gala. Pe- people who are on that route are people who want to buy pepper mm-hmm. as they are going home. Mm-hmm. You know, their their income is pretty much very low. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? It's not a shopping mall that we are saying should build inside the BRT station. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the K two BRT. About yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just giving an example, Elijah okay, Moke, that that is what exists mm-hmm. presently in that BRT station, station, very close, the one that the president came to launch. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, you're building, no, you just need something small that you can accommodate these people neatly, you know, well organized. The problem is that we want to make everything shiny mm-hmm. and glossy, which, which doesn't work. Yes, and and there's the K2 K2 there's there's a BRT station inside K2. Mm-hmm. Outside the BRT station, you'll find occurs just outside the BRT station. You know, causing you know this in quotes what you say causing traffic. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas these people should be inside the BRT station where you create something well organized for them. Mm-hmm. The people who want to commute, buy from them, then jump up onto the bus. Mm-hmm. There's a close relationship between transportation and markets, buying and selling. A very close relationship. Those two need to be planned carefully together, mm-hmm. inclusively. Okay. But you're going to come up with something, um, Jumoke. I had a feeling we interrupted you. No, no, no. I was just trying to clarify your point. Okay. Yeah. So one of the tones of your um, article connotes that it would seem like um, women are not, you know, largely favored. Like, you know, women are largely affected, as you wrote, and I quote, as um, government pursues its own ends, women are pushed further into poverty and the inequality gap keeps expanding. Why this? Why do you think the women are largely affected? Okay, so it's, for, it's about these traders. When um, markets are demolished because um, there is need to, to um, construct rules, market get, women get affected more. That's what I mean. Their lives get affected. That puts them more into poverty. Look at even the women that that are occupying those overflows in the market areas. Mm. Like I said, the local government collects fees from them. Then they send Kai to them at the end of the day to vandalize their goods. Mm. They follow. Are you there, Jimoke? Yeah, and they are pushed further into poverty. Mm. So from your own findings, you actually believe that there are more female... Um, traders to men is that yeah yeah mm. our informal sector is largely made up of um, women okay so this when you do this you are you are doing a whole lot more disservice to the women folk in mm. the society mm. so that there is a strong need for us to begin to look at um, how we implement uh, when we when we formulate policies mm-hmm. how it affects gender mm-hmm. you understand so if you continue with this kind of policies, um, you're excluding more and more women from the system. Mm. You understand? They are the ones that are mostly affected. Uh, so when you go to the markets, uh, where the ones sell the people selling pepper, they are largely uh, women. So the, the, so it's, it's 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 something that boils down to gender inclusiveness in mm-hmm. in, in um. Policy the space. in the market space mm. you understand and these women are very much responsible for a lot of the, the welfare of their children and everything you know so it also speaks to the fact that um, you rather should look at the needs of these people mm-hmm. and then um, begin to do policy formation mm-hmm. that would understand them mm. you know not chase them mm. so the way we keep doing all the time you always see it happen you always go with the oh, give with one hand and collect with the other yeah you know I, I, Okay, I think we lost you, okay, there. <laughs> okay. Um, um, you know, th- that there was a market woman, even, they're talking about giving with one hand and taking with another. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there, there are several loan schemes yeah. uh, being um, pushed forward by the state government. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these market women, oh, sometimes I have access to these things. Mm-hmm. But after having access to it, the next day I am being forcefully evicted from, from the market where, where, where I belong. Mm. I mean, so... 
what a big disservice that we are doing mm. so the city also start we need to start looking at um our policies affect um gender mm-hmm. and then um, begin to think in that line that okay hey we, we have to protect women uh, mm. women in the city we have to be we have to include gender perspective into whatever we are doing mm. okay so um i was going to ask jimoke actually before we lost her um yeah so we have looked a lot at the ills yeah. and she has actually rightly agreed that in some of these market spaces as we have it it's not just in the failure of the policies but sometimes to the people so yeah. what is, what is the way forward what is the way to go i wish you was here <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically it's for us to recognize that um so the problem is first of all we, the government has to come to the terms with the fact that lagos is made up of 60 percent to 70 percent informality mm-hmm. and you have to begin to plan around that mm-hmm. you understand development we see development from the informal from the formal sector mm-hmm. that's what we consider development but the real development for a city like lagos okay uh, jumoke is back right she's back okay jumoke are you there can you confirm that yeah. okay jumoke i don't know did you did you get the question I, I had said that, you know, we had looked at the ills, you know, going on. But what is the way forward, especially on the part, you know, of government, the policies and also the people? I think very well. Okay, so what, what, what is the way forward? Oh, okay, the way forward is to have inclusive policies that will think about the citizens and their needs mm-hmm. and we should not be gender blind with our policies such that every policy that we make about infrastructure provision you know we should consider the needs the concerns of men and women the elderly the sick that way we have um, a more organized society and mm-hmm. we can talk about sustainable development mm. and how do we help the market men and women out there know that sometimes their actions you know is what is actually killing all of us because we both agree, we've been able to establish, yeah, that not just the government policies are factors, but also some persons out there are doing it, getting it, you know, wrong completely. What, what, what do we say to them? I guess it's just creating awareness, mm-hmm. educating them about what is right, what is proper. Mm-hmm. While you're telling them to stay in their shop, not block roads, government roads. You could also tell the, um, the local government um, agents collecting trees from them. Mm. All right. More provision of shops, of shops for them. Affordable, pay clamp trucks that they can afford, mm-hmm. where they can sell their papers, their comforts, their batteries, and little petty, petty traits that they engage in. Mm. But they should not be criminalized. They are not criminals. Poverty doesn't make somebody a criminal. criminal. Thank you so very much, Jimoke. We, we appreciate you, but we're completely out of time. Thank you so much, yeah. Lagos, for being a part of the show with Olajimoke Akiode, um, debunking and the populist saying, or a myth, you know, that um, street traders and hawkers are responsible for traffic. And just so you know, Olajimoke Akiode is a policy researcher and consultant with expertise in applied ethics, gender equality, and a whole lot more. And also with me in the studio has been DG Akinpello, the co-founder of Rethink Considers Initiative. Thank you so much, DG. Yeah, thank you. It has been See you next week. Another interesting.